Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Low and Zo Show. I'm so excited to be here right now. Me too. This is the kickoff of season two, you guys. Season two. So we initially were going to do this about a little over a month ago. I think we had planned for um, the beginning of season two, and obviously we have not been able to get into the studio. Um, and it's funny, actually, because in January of this year, I suddenly felt very called to purchase like really high-end microphones and all this podcasting equipment for some reason I was like I just want like a really high-end podcast set up at home didn't really know why I felt so called to that and I did end up spending quite a bit of money and I haven't even used it like all that much but now because we're not able to go into the studio we are able to use well we call it the treehouse studio that's my place um so for you know the foreseeable future we're going to be recording um from our home studio here in Toronto yeah, thank goodness Lore followed those intuitive I nudges know. from the universe and took aligned action. I mean, we do really miss Jackie. She's our sound technician, and she's amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's okay. We're just excited to be coming at you guys with some episodes. So basically how season two is going to kick off is there are three episodes dropping for you today. And t- next Tuesday, there'll be two episodes that are special episodes. We actually recorded them pre-pandemic with a very good friend of ours, Dan, um, talking about relationships, talking about love. So those are both going to go out next Tuesday. And then from that point forward, there'll be a new episode for you guys each Tuesday until we hit 25 for season two. Yes. So yeah, I mean, today is an important episode. A lot has changed in the last um, few months. Yes, on, on a global scale. Yep. And so today we're going to address the recent events and also just give you guys a little loving Lowenzo frame on everything. Kind of how we are choosing to see, you know, mm-hmm. that nothing in 2020 has gone wrong. If anything, it's gone right. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to share that with you guys today. Let's get started. I'm Lo. And I'm Zoe. And this is The, the Lo and Zoe Show. We're coaches and entrepreneurs who firmly believe that an abundant mind is the key to an abundant life. On this podcast, we're going to be talking everything from how to manifest more money, travel, success in business and beyond, to overcoming the blocks that are holding you back, to rewiring your brain so you can easily attract whatever it is you want the most in life. If you haven't already, be sure to join us inside our Facebook community, Abundant Mind Tribe, for daily tips, mindset hacks, manifesting tricks, and more that'll allow you to build the confidence you need to manifest the abundant AF life you deserve. Now let's get started. All right, so um, yeah, today's episode is called A Return to Love, and we talked for a while about, like, we knew what we wanted to talk about in this episode, but we weren't really sure, you know, how to wrap everything up (laughs) that has gone on over the last three or four months and just have it be low and zo show material, you know? Um, We wanted to address current events. We wanted to talk about, you know, the movement going on right now. We want to talk about the way that we see it and things that we think is really important for um, people to be looking at right now. But we also, you know, this is a podcast about spirituality and love and manifestation. And we wanted it to be very much just an uplifting episode, especially as season one of, uh, sorry, episode two of season one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as you guys remember, our most previous episode, we talked about the Great Awakening. So that was kind of at the the beginning of quarantine mode it was like a special like we did it we weren't together back then we did it over anchor apologies for the sound quality of that one but the content (laughs) is what matters so if you guys haven't tuned into that one it's actually a great lead into what we're talking about today in regards to the recent events and how things have been unfolding quite rapidly in the world around us 
Yeah. Yeah. And um, we really wanted to bring up the topic of racism and what's happening in the world right now. And, um, you know, kind of address some things from our end. And, you know, we are both two white, blonde Canadian girls. Um, and so we feel that we have um, a voice about this to be shared, that it's, it's very important that it is shared. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also, you know, there's just so many things that we wanted to be talking about in terms of the Great Awakening and how we don't see, you know, quarantine that happened or, or coronavirus and then the, the Black Lives Matter movement as being two things that happened to happen one after the other <laughs> like unfortunately we actually see it as all it's sort of actually our friend Jennifer we were talking about her with it and she described it in a very like uplifting way that really resonated with me which was all of the sort of negative um darkness of the, the darkness world. thank you like the dark energies are all coming up to the surface so that we can look at them so that we can um reframe them so that we can release them right and whatever that looks like and so we see you know both of the big events that have happened in the last few months as being a part of that. Yeah, definitely. It's a huge purge that's going on right now. Like everything is coming to the surface so that we can look at it and heal. Because if we don't decide to look at the darkness that exists in our world, because so many of us uh, have been ignorant to it, Mm -hmm. ignorant to what's going on and these darker energies that are in the world. And I know we don't like to talk about those types of things on this podcast necessarily. It's all like very positive and uplifting. But there's so much power when you look into the darkness within your own self and also within this world because darkness could not exist where there's light. So this is all an opportunity for every every single one of us to look at that and expose it. Expose it, heal it, and bring light and love into it. Yeah, and we wanted to specifically address you know, the movement happening around just abolishing racism and white supremacy. And these are very real things. And I know that my experience over the last two weeks has been one of like really enlightenment in terms of um, realizing how ignorant I've been Mm -hmm. in certain topics where it's sort of like, you know, these I have definitely lived a white privileged life to be honest that's not to say that everything's been easy it's not to say that I haven't had to work for what I have but there are certain things like safety for instance that I just take for granted and I never even think about them and so I've been vocal like on my Instagram about what that journey into um, just being way more aware has been and to really look at, well, where are the biases that I think people, I'm reading a book right now called White Fragility and people are so, they don't even want to admit that they might have biases because they take that as meaning that that's something like they're, you know, they're harboring something or that it's their fault. It's not that at all. I never for a second was hard on myself for the fact that there are certain just biases and, um, like injustices in our society and we're in Canada and it very much exists here as well but they're within us because they're within the collective right and it's the way that we grow up and we we especially if you're not someone who directly has to deal with some of these injustices um it's really easy to just not be aware of it yeah definitely which goes to the point that I keep sharing is that this healing has to come from within and it has to be addressed there first for every single one of us yes every single one of us is being triggered right now in all different ways and it takes us going inside of our heart asking ourselves those questions you know where might ignorance exist where might bias exist? Have I experienced any trauma related to this? And really pulling out those belief systems, exposing them, 
and writing new ones. And then only from that place can we start to address it in the homes, start to address it in schools, start to address it in communities because the change has to come from within. Yes. It's, It's really an energy thing that's going on right now and we have to transform the way that we feel. We need to truly come from a heart space if we want to see this change in the collective and in our communities. So we all have work to do to change this on a global scale. Yeah, and I think, like, I've seen definitely people getting kind of defensive mm-hmm. about, you know, well, that's not, you're saying that all white people are racist. Like, that's not what the message is at yes. all. It's that we've lived in a society, especially if you're North American, but really it is, you know, global. We lived in a society that if you look a certain way, you know, that you there are certain just things that you don't even have to worry about. And I think that's what really hit me was realizing, like, I have – very close people in my life who are black or people of color and I've I'd never asked them it never even occurred to me to ask you know what has your experience been like have you had any of these types of experiences before um you know are there certain things like it was almost like we just never even talked about the topic of race and that I think is where there's a big issue um or just what's being brought to the surface right now is you know people like we all need to look at like not just not especially the Canadian way it's like I'm just gonna be really polite I'm gonna act and and like some people that I know right away were like well I just don't even see color I'm like that's part of the problem though is like we we're trying to be nice about it or we're trying to just pretend like the problem doesn't even exist right and and so when I realized that I'd 100% been doing that I didn't even feel comfortable saying like I'm white and you're black because Mm -hmm. to me that was very like you know politically incorrect or pointed at something that maybe was within me that I wasn't at the time willing to identify with so for me what it's looked like is like not that I've ever considered myself racist or anything like that but it I was never someone that really recognized how white privilege has played a role in my life um and I think that as a coach I have a duty to understand where people are coming from if I'm coaching them you know I need to understand maybe what different people have to work through in order to build a successful business or to put their voice out there right and so that's I think like where it's what it's looked like for me is like this is just something now that I want to really gain a personal understanding of exactly it's with that awareness and then you can invite that expansion in so expanding your realm of knowledge about what different types of traumas or what different types of biases people may have faced in their life and then you can coach it better because you can just hold space in a completely yes different way yeah and there's one thing I want to just mention just as you were talking about this Canadian politeness and not really knowing how to mention color so I grew up on Vancouver Island and there's a lot of um, First Nations there and that's where there were the residential schools so I remember growing up um, first we were to refer to the indigenous people as natives and then that got shifted over and we were only to call First Nations and so there's all these changes when I was growing up of like delicate words or like just being very um, careful about what you're saying and how you're saying it because terms were changing times were changing and I think for me personally that's something that I've worked through especially in this time is like okay why do I feel like it's not okay to like mention a different color or even mention an ethnicity sometimes yeah because I'm almost worried that that in itself is expressing a form of racism when that's not my intention at all I just was unaware of how I should address it with my language that's totally and and it creates like an aversion to talk about it at all exactly when like thinking back it makes no sense that we can't I mean I don't think that identifying one person is like oh well you know she's a white person like there's so much more to our identity than that but not even being able to talk about the fact that like different people have different experiences based on certain 
you know, um, whatever they've been through, in whatever their lives. they've been through. And, and a lot of those things are unjust and they're based in race. And this is just the society that we live in. And yeah, we have to look at like the, our best, um, chance at healing the collective, especially mm-hmm. in this area is to look at ourselves and to look at where am I harboring this energy? And for a lot of us, especially polite Canadians, it's just been in an aversion to even looking at it yes. and, and acknowledging that it even exists. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just realized like I've got really close people in my life. I've never even asked them what they've been through. I've just assumed it's all been fine. Like it has been for me. Right. Which is so ignorant. And that in and of itself is a privilege. Yes. Right. So I don't look at it as like, I have felt very liberated and very strong and empowered in admitting mm-hmm. I don't, I've been ignorant and, you know, I've been kind of blind to all of this because it's been easy for me to do that. And that in and of itself, when people get, you know, defensive about the idea of white privilege, well, just the fact that you don't have to worry half as much as somebody else or even at all, you know, if you're getting pulled over or whatever, like that's a privilege, Yeah. you know, even to have never had these conversations or had to have these conversations, that's a privilege. You know, exactly. so it's it's not again, it's not to say that like your life is easy or our lives have been easy at all. Everybody's got their own things. Um, but really looking at just the ways in which some people have had to kind of unfairly, you know, have to work through some pretty heavy stuff in order to get to where they're at. Yeah. And right? it, it really takes looking at you guys. Like I said before, each and every single one of us has a job to do right now. And it yeah. is to look inside, look in these ways that we're explaining, like that ignorance may have been present, that bias might have been present, that trauma might have been present, and just really look inside. And if you don't even know where to start, just start with the question, why? Like, why might I feel triggered by seeing this on the news? Or why might I feel triggered by seeing that post? Like, whether it's sadness, whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, just keep asking why and look at the feelings. Look at the emotions that are there. and, And the deeper you go, you'll find what it is that you're looking for to heal and release. Yep. Yeah, and, um, you know, as part of the bigger conversation, and this is sort of like just also referencing what we talked about in our in our last episode about, like, the Great Awakening is mm-hmm. really um, a return to oneness, a return to an energy of love rather than an energy of fear, which is still, you know, a huge part of where the world lives yes. as a collective. We are in fear a lot of the time, and I think more and more people are being called into the path of self-development and entrepreneurship and um just spirituality because like this is the time of awakening it is so exciting actually when I think about it I remember even like when I was in Mexico and the coronavirus outbreak just started to happen I knew uh, intuitively Mm. I knew that this was what was happening was like the great awakening was finally upon us it was that big what I felt like this there was something coming intuitively like with a momentum that was going to force a lot of people to awaken and that's what quarantine has done for so many people so I have many. friends around me that are waking up that were never yeah. that were never woke before and they're just going the distance with it and it honestly makes me so excited and I remember that's why we were so excited filming the great awakening episode the last time that we right. were filming was because we knew we like intuitively we can lean into this and know like wow so many people are going to wake up and this is just what the world needs right now and you know it can look like complete destruction yeah. when it is happening like a powerful quote that i like to use like in quote in coaching is that when destruction appears to be happening for you that's actually a form of growth because think about a seed underneath the dirt like it starts to break open green things Mm. start popping out of it it looks like an ugly mess (laughs) and it's underneath the surface and it just can't help but like emerge it emerges and it's just like this 
pokey little green thing and then it might grow into a beautiful flower you know what I mean but that's what's going on it's like the destruction or what seems like destruction right now is really like destructing so that we can all rebuild something really beautiful together yeah and we don't want to discredit you know this has been a time of hardship for millions of people um you know for many different reasons coronavirus and what's going on right now in terms of riding there are people dying like that that's just the yes. reality of it and so we're not it's, we're not here saying like it's all just so amazing yeah. but things do fall apart before they rearrange themselves and fall back together and we see that like in our own lives all the time it's like the biggest sort of like quantum leaps I've often had have come out of a time of like a lot of anxiety or like my life just feeling like it was all over the place and I couldn't make sense of anything um things need to fall apart so that they can be put back together in like because we've just been as a collective we've been setting intentions for such a long time now for change Mm -hmm. you know and that's what's changed or that's what that is what is happening and um it brings me back to a quote that I saw on Instagram the other day that I a lot of people were sharing and I want to read it here it's by someone named Leslie Dwight um and it says what if 2020 isn't canceled what if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for a year so uncomfortable so painful so scary so raw that it finally forces us to grow a year that screams so loud finally awaking us from our ignorant slumber a year we finally accept the need for change declare change work for change become the change a year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart 2020 isn't canceled but rather the most important year of them all that just like gives me oh yeah it gives me goosebumps too because it it speaks it's all about connectedness and you know one thing about the the recent events that I've kind of just felt a little bit uneasy about is going on social media right now and just seeing a lot of people point fingers at each other Uh saying you're not doing this right you're not posting that right you're not you know we're all learning and we're all educating ourselves during that time and it's not a time to call people out when they're just trying to make a change in some ways you know they're trying to educate themselves and that's just one thing I want to say here is be kind to each other because yeah uh you know we're all working through this just as you mentioned Lord just acknowledging that quarantine was a hard time for a lot of people in many different ways a lot of healing going on in quarantine mode and and just being alone a lot of the time so you know just be kind to each other because you really don't know where people are at and if they're trying that's the important thing and if they're using their voice, that's a powerful thing because mm-hmm. people, it can take some time after you're overcoming different types of trauma or learning more about yourself to find your voice to speak about what you've gone through or what you're going through. So just acknowledge, learn, listen, and validate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that like there really is just a call to action right now for people to be educating themselves mm-hmm. and sharing what resonates with them and um you know, I, I think that we do need to honor how everybody decides to show up during this time, but people do need to show up. Yeah. You know, like, and that is not, I'm not saying that everybody needs to post on their Instagram. That's not what I mean by showing up. I mean, like, we are all a part of the, like, coronavirus and now the, you know, racism, anti-racism movement has been so loud that we've all had no choice but to pay attention to it. Exactly. And, and that's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know, because before it was like, we've been getting these these opportunities for years and years but they were often just so easy to just bypass and there's one part in that quote where she talks about like shaking us out of our ignorance or our ignorant slumber which it's true we were all like and you said you have friends that are waking up it never would have happened for those people if they hadn't been forced to slow down a little bit you know because we were just so and this includes us as well we were just so busy and so like there was not two seconds in the day to sit down and just be with yourself and be with your thoughts 
right? So it's like something like coronavirus had to happen for people to just stop for a second. I've been talking to people all over the place who all of a sudden have so much clarity around what they want and were really forced for the first time in their lives to sit down and be with themselves and, you know, look at their own stuff, look at whatever it was that they needed to look at. And uh, that just wouldn't have happened otherwise. And so now the fact that um, this anti-racism movement is is just kind of coming off the heels of sort of the worst of the coronavirus. We're not out of the woods by any means, but um, it's not a coincidence. It's like we've all been stopped to look. Our, our perception of reality was completely shattered. <laughs> and so we're open, you know, yeah. if coronavirus had not happened and then something like the Black Lives Matter ha- uh, movement had happened, I don't know if people would have been, at, it just would have been too easy again to be too busy to pay yeah. attention to it. Yeah, right? we're all being forced to uh-huh. look. And and just as you said, Laura, it's a time when everyone needs to show up and it's showing up to your own healing. Yeah. It starts there first. And, and that could look like many different things for you. It could look like journaling it out. It could be sitting with your thoughts. It could be sitting in a meditation. It could be having some conversations with friends. It could be sharing on social media your experience. It, like, it looks like many different things to many different people. But tune into what you feel you're called to do right now to explore this matter and how you can be the change because it starts with you. You have to feel uh, healed within yourself to feel empowered to create change. So you have to learn and educate yourself in all different ways. That's about yourself, about others, about what's going on in the collective. But really just uh, take the time. This is a this is a, a sign for you guys to just really look within right now. And what that looks like, I think, is just honoring what you're feeling called towards, mm-hmm. right? Saying, okay, I'm open, like like really opening up that channel for yourself. I'm open. I'm ready to learn. I'm I want to know where I'm being guided, and then listening to that because there is so much information, and there's a lot of people sharing. You know, um, they're very valuable resources right now but we can't possibly like I've been personally recommended hundreds of hours worth of content which I'm very grateful for but reality is is I don't have time for it Mm -hmm. all right um but I am really honoring what do I feel called to you know what books do I want to read right now what I have purchased some courses from um like black coaches in the states who have like a very spiritual way of talking about anti-racism that that really resonates with me so I've invested myself there and coming back to like the energy side of things a little bit what Zoe was saying is like, we have to go inside, we have to go within. And that is like what she was saying, you know, the way that we get to show up most empowered, but it also like, we have to stop seeing ourselves as being separate. Like I think a return to love is ultimately, by the way, there is a book called a return to love. Highly recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're copying that. that, uh, We just love that name Mm -hmm. of that book, but, uh, and, and the book is great too. Um, but we're all collective meaning like we're all just one big energy field. And so mm-hmm. when we take care of our energy and we look to the darkness within ourselves, which is everything that we've always talked about, it's all about, you know, coming back to truth, coming back to who you really are, accepting yourself, living your best life unapologetically. All of that is about dispelling these these old dark energies. And when you do that, even if you weren't to open your mouth, people around you are affected by it. Yep. Straight up, you guys, the darkness that's coming to the surface right now is what needs to be cleared for us to ascend into the fifth dimension. <laughs> I know that's getting a little bit esoteric, but if you think about it, the reason, you know, why um, those of you who are probably listening to our podcast definitely are into the world of manifestation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we clear out the darkness that exists in our collective, it's going to be so much easier 
for us to manifest faster when we're in that place of love more naturally because we're coming from our heart space versus our head space our egos aren't running the show anymore when we really remove more and more darkness from within ourselves we actually raise our vibration significantly yeah so we just become a being of love become the magnet for all that it is that we want yeah and it's so it's just like I mean I think it's perfect that we had coronavirus and now it's all yeah it's like I mean, I don't even know if I could go back to what life was like in January. <laughs> no, and I, personally, like, I, I've gone through so much intense yeah. healing. I am a completely different person than I was in January. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that's been going on in the world because it's re- been really showing me where can I go to work within myself to see that reflection in the outer reality? Because we always speak about that to you guys. Like, you, you create your own reality, yes. And we're not saying that you created coronavirus, but as a collective, that's what needed to be created for all of us to do all of our individual work. I think that that's an interesting thing to come back to because some of our previous episodes, we were really talking about the observer effect. And like, I mean, in January, Zoe and I were, we were often having conversations about like, does anything exist outside of us? Like it was, <laughs> we I mean, were getting, we were like, so into the quantum that, that, you know, everyday things scary. like being in the city was a little bit scary. Like just to the point where you're like, I don't know if any, like if you go down that rabbit hole far enough, <laughs> it gets to the point where you like look at people at the grocery store and you're like, are you real? Or am I creating you with my mind right now? Like, yeah. and it's, and it's like, it's, it sounds crazy, but there is so much crazy, like, quantum physics information out there that's like proven theories that make you question literally everything um and and it's like one of my favorite topics since then I have definitely grasped a a very like humble like a, a new understanding that I actually really love which is just that like yes all those things are still true but it's we are one consciousness yes so it's not that like Zoe sitting across the table from me right now is not sitting across the table but we used to say things like yeah so glad that you're that I what, what did we say you oh yeah I created you in my in my reality yeah. <laughs> um that's all still like I still love having those conversations but what this has shown me is like we are actually like I was just at the point in January where I would question everything to some days where it was almost like what is the point nothing's even real some days I thought I was gonna get zapped out because <laughs> I figured it out that's what it felt like I've been there <laughs> Where I'm like, oh my God, I need like to chug some wine right now. Like something that will like lower me back down because I've literally had that experience where I'm like, I think that like, yeah, it's like, is there a movie? It's like the Truman Show. Like yeah. once you realize yeah. like that it's all about you, <laughs> you're going to get zapped out. Turns out, you know, other people exist. People are probably thinking we're crazy at this point, but we do really recommend, you know, books on quantum physics because it really has you question what even is reality. Um, and there's definitely truth to it, but we are a collective consciousness, mm-hmm. right? And so, and that's really, like, that's a big change that I've made. I just wasn't really even sure back in January. We were so, I don't know. We, and we'd had such a, like, especially being, you know, in Canada, like, we'd had a very, um, I don't want to say sheltered, because Zoe and I are people that, like, we've done all kinds of traveling and mm-hmm. self-development and really looked at ourselves and created, like, I feel like I've lived many different lives, even just within this life. So it's not that I was, like, sheltered, but... We'd never had anything like coronavirus come along. Yeah. You know, up until that point, it was like conceivable to me that I might have created all of it. (laughs) Yeah. But then like that's what gets all of us to question more about what is this reality? What are we living in? How can we help? Why are we here? Why are we here? And why is coronavirus here at the same time? And how we can really spread light and love and come back to love. Always return to love, really. Yeah. And when we do that on a, uh, like on a global basis, Mm -hmm. which I know right now, 
I mean, there's a lot of love happening. There's also a lot of um, not love happening, a lot of fear, and for good reason as yeah. well, and a lot of people spreading fear and instigating fear and things like that. Um, but I think that there is, like Abraham Hicks always talks about, you go through life and you experience and you witness things and you automatically, it creates clarity for you where you automatically go, oh, I just had that experience and I didn't like it. So what I would like instead is X, Y, Z. And we, so we're setting intentions out of clarity at a faster pace than ever before. I mean, I would say times a thousand. Mm -hmm. Then, so as a collective, like we are just, we have created a world like in the quantum, (laughs) in the vortex, whatever you guys resonate with, that is just love. Yeah, it is love. And I would say on a more, if you guys are uh, trying to follow this and not understanding what we mean by coming from love versus like coming from, let's say your headspace. So, so ego is very much separateness and Mm -hmm. love is that place where we feel connected and together. And when you're in your head, you're in your ego, you might, you might be facing anxiety, uh, going through different cycles of fear in your head, in your head. But you know when you make that journey down to your heart where you just feel love, you just feel connectedness, you just feel trust. And that's the place where we're being all called to learn how to travel to faster. Of course, we're all going to get different stress responses and stimulus happening because we're only human. But it's how fast can you make that journey from your head back to your heart? trusting that you have a divine purpose here and that you know who you are and you know that you have the power to create powerful loving change in the world yeah um actually the episodes that we did with dan were a lot about identifying fear versus love you guys are gonna love these episodes yeah. so this is my relationship coach i mean i was in a much different place when we were in that i just have to just, i just didn't say that it, you have like quantum left since we recorded I that quantum <laughs> left since those episodes but i was remained very silent because i was you're just listening to him just listening to him he is a sage he is like so incredible you guys are gonna love it just wanted to <laughs> but we know. did a whole episode about identifying where we're coming from fear i mean this is this is like self-awareness in any area of your life. If you could just remember to, to ask, where am I coming from right yeah. now in this reaction and what I'm saying and how I'm acting and how I'm feeling right now? Am I, am I acting out of love? Am I, you know, seeing this through a perspective of love? And if not, where am I coming from? Is it fear? And why is that there for me? Like that is really, it could be as simple as that. Because yeah. when you are acting out of fear, you're attracting more of that into your life. Exactly. And, you know, in our Fear to Freedom course that we recently launched, which can be available on our websites. Yeah, we're going to, we're turning it into like a DIY. It's a yeah. great course. But we, we really teach you guys to identify how fear might be showing up because oftentimes when you start to learn how to dispel fear, it will get creative and show up in different ways. It can show up as you retreating. It can show up as you projecting. It can show up as all different ways. So it's really getting in tune with yourself and becoming very self-aware to know when you are actually in fear versus being in love yeah and it doesn't matter if it's in relationships if it's in business it's like yeah you're either in fear or you're in love yeah any place that you're not in trust in your life is because you're not coming from love right and so then transforming what there is to transform it's not always just a simple shift it's Mm -hmm. like okay well why am why do I have fear in relationships why do I have fear in my business what's there for me like it can be as simple as that I found that such a powerful tool but anyway so this like you know is that but on a global scale where people are being forced to look at their fear and their darkness um and and you know for so many of us that's not meaning that you have darkness within you that you've created Mm -hmm. it's it's we it's we're a reflection of the world around us you know and vice versa so that's where the more that we can heal I know for me 
in the last like four years of being really, really into self-development, which is all about expelling fear, you know, mm-hmm. at the base level, it's expelling fear, replacing it with love, looking at your limiting, your beliefs, your stories, past experiences, the people in my life around me have drastically shifted as well towards that, you know, like, and, and we're all doing it together, but the, the reflection I see coming back to me from people that have always been in my life has absolutely like unequivocally reflected back to me the work that I've done yeah it's like they show up differently they're looking at their own stuff they're getting inspired they're you know doing creative things they are doing their own self-development work they're reading books they're you know a lot of them are looking at even just like dietary choices like none of this has actually been me doing anything other than going to work on myself and then talking about it and just being versus doing again so doing is trying is just like projecting out of fear and all this like even thinking about dietary choices, you know, when I went vegan, I just really, really wanted my parents yeah. to go vegan because I just loved them. But I was, I love my parents, but I was coming from fear, yeah. thinking about all the hormones and the animals and the things that they were ingesting and how that was bad for them and how that might affect them. And that's just me spiraling into fear when really the decision of why I wanted them to maybe uh, look at maybe being vegan was just truly coming from my heart. But then it's understanding that the more and more that you're trying is that grasping energy and it causes people to move into resistance around you Mm -hmm. versus just being who you are. And, you know, people will come curiously asking the questions. And that's one of the things that I love about when I change and then somebody asks me a question and then it gives me the opportunity to share because on an energy level, I know that something was nudging them to say that versus me, you know, (laughs) just projecting onto anyone who wants to hear it (laughs) or who would be open to hearing it (laughs) yeah well and like sometimes in that being there you are called to action yeah right you 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 know that notion so much uh, more easy like you're like oh I'm being called to do this right now and exactly what you said about finding your voice in this matter right now is that when you're in a space of being you know what you're called to share you know what you're called to say right now and I think um yeah, like for me personally, mine was like, of course, this is a message of healing. Tell everyone to go within. Like that was just kind of the right. downloads that I was getting. Is like it starts from within. You have to go to the root of, of the root of it. And I think like that's always been my message that's kind of been evolving over time. But like more deeply now, I'm able to speak about it. And that's just what I'm going to keep speaking to. Cause yeah, that's what intuitively what I'm called. Yeah. So we're not saying, you know, sit at home and meditate and then don't, you know, be active in creating change mm-hmm. at a time when we're all being called to that. We're saying do the inner work, look at yourself, you know, and then from there you are naturally people that are coming from love. They want to be active in their community. Mm -hmm. They want to be putting their voice out there. They want to be talking to people, you know, but it's not from a place of like trying to force. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So anyways, um, a couple of things actually I wanted to update people about Loenzo. So we have a website that's in the works. Loanzo.com. And we're just sort of slowly moving everything over there. Um, And also, we've renamed our Facebook group. Yeah. Abundant Mind Tribe. So, this is a change we've had in the mind, we've had in our minds for a while because we really wanted it to be inclusive to everyone. We know like Queens is kind of like more of a feminine side of things, but we do have some kings in there too and so we just really wanted to make it uh extra inclusive for everyone so it's abundant mind tribe and we just share all different types of inspiration in that group whether it be from journaling prompts or inspiring quotes and we drop our podcast in there so you guys will be up to date with everything and it's just a really supportive community for anyone who may um just be looking for 
additional support or some reflections from other people in your manifesting journey or just your journey in life in general. Yeah, and I feel like um, since we started the Queen Mind Tribe, our message has changed. Mm -hmm. Like we were really back then wanting to talk to people about becoming confidence. yeah confidence which is still like such so so key we talk about all the time about like our acknowledgement practice that we do that really ha- I st- it's still something I tell all of my clients to do um and so it that's still a big part of our like the queen mind was meant to be like you know that woman who just like knows what she's up to and like you better get out of her way because she's she's coming and you know like she's yeah. loud and proud about it and like that person transforming into someone who's just like really in their um, knowing about their value and things like that manifests easily. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that's definitely still a part of our message. Our, our first ever episode really addresses that. Um, but we've talked about so much more since then. I mean, we didn't even know we were going to start a podcast back then. Oh yeah. And since then we've been to the quantum and I know. back multiple Many times. times. <laughs> Thought we were going to get zapped out a few times. So, you know, we, we got, we've got all sorts of just great, like self-development content in there yeah. too. Just love self-development. It's a great community actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, just want to let you guys know about that and uh episode two of season two we're gonna i think we're talking about our money yeah we're gonna talk about our money because we've learned a lot we've quantum leapt a lot and we've got a lot to share yeah so we'll see you guys over there thank you so much yeah see you bye Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.